Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, May 30th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We heard um, from the book of Philippians last week, and we're going to hear more from that this week. But before that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we come to you exactly as we are, with our scars and our broken hearts with our joys and our happiness, with our confusion, with our faithfulness and our faithlessness. And we come to you to be transformed, to be made new, to be redeemed, to go out in the world and bring your grace. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our text is from the second chapter of the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, the first 13 verses. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, how are you? And you know, usually we start off the week on a positive note, on a lifting note, but I'm feeling a bit ironic. So what was the last thing that's made you mad that you can share on the podcast? Uh, I just <laughs> want to say that like Brett wrote our script for this week and he is the one who is bringing the what's made you mad. I'm all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> all the time. What's the last all best the thing time. you've seen? Um, except for yesterday. <laughs> Um, so yesterday, uh, I thought one thing was going to happen and it didn't. And I was so angry, like just angry. It was so bad that, um, I had talked to Brian about it. He was angry too, 
then Hannon like wanted to talk about it. And I literally said to her, I need to not give this any more energy. Mm-hmm. I need to not think about this right now. Cause mm-hmm. I'm just like on edge. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was no big deal. <laughs> I, there aren't any huge problems in my life, Brett, but boy, I got hot yesterday. What about you? Yeah. I, it's, it's always the little things where the rage boils up. Uh, most recently coming home from a flight, I like things that are efficient mm-hmm. and I like when people pay attention. That is code for, that's the way I do them, right? <laughs> exactly. oh, okay. Well, well, cause I do things the most efficiently. Too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just like, you know, when you're exiting the plane and you can see when it's coming to you, when your turn is going to be next and the person, you know, the row in front of me, I'm watching them because I want to get out of the plane. It's hot. It's smelly. And it gets to their row and they're like, oh, no, it's time for me to get up. And they haven't prepared at all. And that just like I just like in my in my heart, I'm like, I just don't understand it. I yeah. just I like I can't I couldn't be that casual about things like I'm I got my bag on. I'm ready to go. I'm, I already have the uh, choreography of getting my carry-on out and, like, to watch someone be like, oh, I still have to gather up my stuff. And, and we're, yeah. like, 50 rows back. I am the same way. <laughs> but I also think for me, like, I imagine those people, if I'm being charitable, they live their life with, like, without pressure oh, and anxiety. it's so much better. Do you Don't know get what me I mean? wrong. They're like, oh, I'll get I off now. I wish I could be that. Yeah, but I'm like <laughs> absorbing all the anxiety of every row yes, behind me. Yes. I got to get this done quick. So, yeah, I hear you. I know. Uh, but speaking of having a peaceful heart and being Christ-like. <laughs> Were we? Okay. <laughs> this passage seems to connect love and humility. How, how do we find those two connecting regarding Jesus? And what does that mean for our lives? So the love is really, the, the Apostle Paul is writing to this church that he really adores, mm-hmm. that he just loves very, very much. And he is giving them instruction and, uh, and guidance. And he says, if you love me, then I want you to live in this way. Um, And so there is an element of, I have brought you the gospel. We have this very loving relationship. Now make that love that I have for you and you have for me complete by living in this way as the church. Um, It's also a recognition that Jesus Christ has loved us first. And because he first loved us, there's some first John for you. um, Mm -hmm. We will be people who love. But the way that he sees this love is that he wants this church community to be of the same mind, to have love for one another, and to not be selfish or conceited, but to live in um, humility. And the idea of humility here is really about recognizing that one person's wants are not necessarily what should guide them. That it's the idea that they see themselves as a part of this community, as one of many. And so they will live out in that way. And then he gives the example of Christ, who really, you know, the whole of the story of Christ is in humility, gave up of himself because it was God's will. Mm -hmm. Um, Or because he so wanted to do what God called him to do. I do not in any way mean to say that crucifixion is God's will, Mm -hmm. but that um, his 
his sacrifice is really about obedience to God mm-hmm. instead of what he wanted. I feel like I've gone all over the place with that, Brett. Um, why don't you talk and tell me what it means? <laughs> I feel like you landed the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, he draws this, I think he draws this uh, comparison between love and humility. Uh, you know, it's really difficult uh, to, it's really difficult to, for love to transact between someone when you are in this incredible place of power over someone, right? Of, of, uh, and, and that's living itself out in a dominant way. Um, obviously, uh, as a parent, you have more power than your child, and it should be that way. But uh, in the love that you give to your child, it's a giving up that power to serve them in mm-hmm. a lot. And so uh, we have the ultimate example of that in Christ. Um, you know, in, if, if we look at the opposite of humility, we can go to pride, which for Augustine and Lewis, that was the, uh, it's the basis of pretty much all sin um, is this is this elevating of ourselves, and so uh, as a contrast to that, in the person of Christ, who uh, not only gave up his divine status, not only left his position of power, uh, but did it in a way that resulted in love, that resulted in service, that resulted in care for others, um, and uh, it's really difficult to to your first point about. Um, it, it, you have to do that to exist in a community of love. Like it's it's if if everyone is trying to get a step up on another, then you're not living in a in a healthy, fruitful community. You know what I was thinking about, and uh, this is just literally off the top of my head. I keep thinking about how we consider America like a Christian nation, mm-hmm. and yet the idea of considering yourself less uh, so that others may be cared for really runs counter to the idea of American independence and mm-hmm. pulling yourself up by your bootstrap. Um, while we, I looked up the definition of humility, which is a modest estimation of one's own worth. Hmm. Our worth is given to us by God. We haven't earned a darn thing. Mm-hmm. And remembering that also helps us remember um, other people's worth who are also created by God mm-hmm. um, and valued in that way. So I, um, I don't know. It's interesting to think about how to live in community and then how to do that in kind of a, like a more global sense hmm. outside of our churches. My, one of my good friends uh, had a fascinating point on, on politics and Christianity. He said, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't want my president to be a Christian because I want my government to be something that's powerful and dominating and keeping America on top. Like that's, that's what I think of. And that is antithetical in my mind to what being a Christian is. Um, uh, and then how, you know, what does that, how does that play out in your, uh, in your life and your voting and things like that? But it was, it was a fascinating discussion of, of, you know, in my heart of what I want this country to be is I want it to continue to be the best in order to do that, uh, it has to be dominating in some ways. Uh, and I don't think you can, it's a difficult uh, dichotomy to live that out if we're trying to respond to the call of Christ, which is constantly lifting up the other. I hear that and mm-hmm. I totally get it. Um, I think that, I do think there's a right use of power. Sure. Um, what is it? Timothy that says we have been given a spirit of power and love. Mm-hmm. So I think power that's always in the service of love. Um, is important. But yes, at Mm -hmm. some level, um, because our world is so broken 
power will be exerted in ways that are not Christ-like. Um, but yeah, I think my call is to do the very best I can with yeah. whatever power I have. Yeah, and, th- and that's what this, that's what, uh, you know, that's what the scripture is constantly, uh, and Philippians is no different, of, of what are you called to do today? <laughs> what are you called, who are you called to be? Uh, and so often we're really good at telling what other people what they're called to be. Yeah. Uh, but that scripture is over and over again telling us it's about who we are called to be in the spirit and in Christ. Mm. Well, there's a lot more to unpack and we'll do mm. that on Friday. But I want to leave you with a quote from C.S. Lewis in his book, Mere Christianity. As long as you are proud, you cannot know God. A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you are looking down, you cannot see something that is above you. So clever. So clever. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. (laughs) 